You know, I thought I had heard it all when it came to this freedom of information legislation debacle, but apparently I have not. Got taken to a new level yesterday. Our Vaughn Palmer with us now to talk more about that. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. You know that one where you just can't be cynical enough? Yeah, I th- well, that's how I felt about this story. And then I read this, what happened yesterday. This is ridiculous. Yeah, so this actually happened last Thursday, but it only came to light this week, so we should talk about it. And and so the NDP brought in, as we know, uh, cha- big changes in access to information. And one of the biggest changes was, for the first time, they were going to be charging a fee just for applying for the information. The information commissioner said that's going to be a barrier to people applying, if you're going to charge a fee just for asking for information that belongs to the public, but they charged ahead with it. During debate on the legislation, again and again, the minister in charge of the bill, Lisa Baer, Citizen Services Minister, is asked, okay, how big is the fee going to be and how is it going to work? Again and again and again, she said, I can't, I can't talk about that. No, the fee is going to be set by the cabinet after the legislation Right. And then she's saying this right up until the moment the legislation is passed, right? Right up to the moment. The NDP cut off debate uh, just after 4 o'clock under one of these closure orders. Last Thursday, cut her off. Almost the last breath out of her mouth was, hey, there's going to be a listening process. I'm listening on this, right? A few hours later, early Thursday evening, after the House is adjourned, Lisa Bear herself signs a cabinet order bringing in the fee at $10. Now, Simi, she <laughs> knew damn well that's exactly. what she was going to do. She's a functionary order-following cabinet minister. She's not going to make up her own mind on that. The New Democrats had already made the decision. There's no cabinet meeting Thursday night. She just signed it on her own with another cabinet minister, right? So, you know... <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to mislead the legislature, but <laughs> there, are, there are sins of omission and sins of commission. And in this case, she gave every impression that they hadn't made up their mind, that they were listening, that they weren't going to do it right away, that she couldn't talk about it because the decision wasn't made, and she did it up to the minute, and then she signs the cabinet order. So I say... This is a minister of misinformation, if not yeah. disinformation, and it, it's a cap on the NDP's just shameful betrayal of the legislation they gave us in the 1990s that was the best access to information legislation in the country. Um, they spent a lot of political capital on this. John Horgan says, who cares? Nobody cares. Well, I think people do care because these little things add up. I think that's the right way to look at it, Simi. It's, it's kind of like laying down layers of sediment. Governments establish a pattern of behavior. And this goes into the category that says arrogant, overbearing, abusing their majority, and also misleading people about what they're actually doing. So, yes, this one goes into that column. Uh, it will take a lot more than that, I think, to change public opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important because of what you just said. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes these little things start to add up, and then all of a sudden you go, yeah, why? these all start to bug me. These are all bugging me. Uh, the thing that gets me about this story, Vaughn, is that, that that paper what for her to sign wasn't just produced after the House adjourned. And in that couple of hours, it would have had to, it takes a long time to get something like that ready for a signature. 
Oh yeah, and it and yeah, oh yeah. No, no, she knew what she was doing, right? That's what's quite infuriating about this is it's the the sin is deliberately misleading the legislature. Well, I leave it to the listener to decide, but man, oh man, it sounds to me like she deliberately misled the legislature about her intentions and. Uh, came, you know, that that's what she did. She knew what she was doing. She knew the decision had been made. Uh, she could have said to the legislature, we've already decided the fee is going to be 10 bucks. Make of it what you will. She didn't do that. That That's an excellent point, because what she could have said is like, well, we originally thought 25, but after listening to everybody, we decided on 10. They could have tried to portray it that way. Yeah, they could have. Uh, of course, <laughs> she's the one who said it was going to be in the range of $25. I told the media that on the day the legislation was brought in. Then when we reported that, her office tried to deny she'd ever said it. Fortunately, we kept the recording and could offered to send them a transcript of what she'd actually said. They dropped the complaint that she hadn't actually said it. Uh, and let me tell you, Simi, this is one minister. You want to save tape, recording, digital of every word she says because she cannot hmm. be trusted. Okay, so there's that. But let's also talk about the briefing we had yesterday from Dr. Bonnie Henry. We know that Omicron is here. Yes, Omicron is here, and uh, it was an interesting briefing with Dr. Henry yesterday. The, I thought the best answer she gave was when she was asked about people who've made travel plans, who were going all over the world, going places, and what should they do. And she said, look, uh, you should rethink your travel plans, uh, particularly if you're over 60. But really, you should recognize that we don't know enough about this thing to know how bad it's going to be. And because of that, you should be aware that travel restrictions can come in very quickly. You might be able to get into a country and not get back to Canada. So you should be rethinking your travel plans. This is the nature of living with COVID-19. I think, Simi, in light of her saying that and saying we should prepare for the worst, um, I was glad to hear you say, um, spoiler alert for your interview with Adrian Dix, that you're going to ask them in light of that, why aren't they stepping up booster shots? Because well, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm waiting for mine and I'm not pleading on my behalf. I'm quite comfortable isolating here in my home. But... Um, the I think that's a really good question, which is that given what we don't know about Omicron, whether it's more transmissible, whether it gives a worse case, whether it's vaccine resistant, I think there's a good case to be made that we should be stepping up, uh, stepping up booster shots, um, doing uh, more of them. Yeah, uh, I know the system is, is stressed and needs help, but I think that's a very good question. We know we can do it. Right. If we need to. And the thing is, if you're asking, that's what struck me yesterday at that briefing is if you're asking people to once again, make more sacrifices, don't travel, even though there's no rule that says you can't do that, that you can't travel. We're asking people to make these sacrifices, but we're not going to speed up booster shots. Oh, I think we lost Vaughn there for a second. You know, what? we'll get him back. Thought I had heard something go funny with his phone. But as Vaughn mentioned, yes, we are speaking with Health Minister Adrian Dix coming up. That is one of the big questions, because you certainly got the impression from the briefing yesterday that there are a lot of concerns 
Uh, Vaughn, we certainly had the impression yesterday there's a lot of concerns about, you know, Omicron. They want us to take this into our own hands, but it didn't feel to me like, what is the government actually doing here? Yeah, I think that's true. Now, there was a couple of things. I know this Gordon McDonald has said it on the news that they've called on the retired uh, nurses and doctors who helped out early on to please come back. They need their help. So that may be a sign that they are going to be stepping up booster shots. Uh, and, and, of course, they're also trying to juggle the, the new uh, um, young, young person's vaccine that we're also in the middle of. So there's a lot going on. But, yeah, I think that's a really good question, which is uh, the government wants us to be rethinking our plans, yes. and I think that's good advice. The government should be rethinking its plans as well. Uh, Dr. Henry was asked about the fifth wave, right, yesterday, and she said, well, you know, she said two things. She said, um, there's a lot more of us vaccinated than there were when the fourth wave hit, and that's true, uh, but she said we should prepare for the worst. So... If I go back over the entire pandemic, I think B.C. consistently underestimated the threat is, yeah. of the first wave, the second wave, the third wave, and the fourth wave. So, yeah, the government should be proactive here. Uh, and I think you're quite right in saying that the first thing they should be doing is stepping up booster shots. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.